0: It's Thursday, the twenty fourth of November. Welcome to
1: Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, how are you, buddy? I'm a bit lighter in my pocket today. Well, I believe so, Timmy. Now you had two horses running yesterday, two of your own horses. You have a share in. How did they go? Yeah, just a very small share, and uh, I probably a hair follicle
0: is the share of both of the horses. And I woke up in the morning with such great expectation, mm. Shane. One came last. One came second last. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so what, what does that what, what does that mean? Besides you being very upset. <laughs>
0: Oh, you just move on, I suppose. Some days are diamonds, some days are stones. It's as simple as that. A great diamond for Japan. They've stunned Germany at the World Cup. It was a really good win. What about what's happening with Cricket Australia? Justin Langer, he just won't go away, will he? Just will not go away. And Paul Gallen
1: goes out on a high. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so,
0: contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, the upsets keep on coming at the World Cup. Uh, this was a
1: big one, wasn't it? Uh, Japan stunning Germany. Well, one of the favourites, Germany, yeah, going down 2-1 to Japan. This follows the shock loss by Argentina as well. And look, there's rumours circulating over there that some of the European and South American teams are really struggling with this, mm. with the heat. Um, and you've seen that in the early results here. So, uh, yeah, two big powerhouses of, of world soccer, or world football, I should say, uh, with early losses. They need to get their games into order, otherwise they're going to miss out on uh, potentially making finals. Not quite a holiday
0: destination, is it, when you think, oh, I'll take
1: the family to Fiji <clears throat>
0: or Hawaii or go to France, go to Qatar for a few days. <laughs> Look, seriously, it's, it's hot. What's going to happen to these stadiums when it's over? It'll be interesting to see. I don't know
1: what they do with it. Yeah, that. well, there's also rumours going around that the Royal Family even paid some people to go and sit um, there for the opening ceremony. Mm. Um, and a lot of them left at half time. And uh, yeah, I dare say these, not being a football nation itself, uh, they could be pretty empty.
0: Yeah, it sort of exposed a soft underbelly mm. for the
1: Socceroos yesterday, didn't they? After
0: getting out of the block so quickly uh, to lead 1 0, then to go down 4 1. But they just totally looked class.
1: Yeah, and uh, in the post match conference, which was pretty quick actually, Graham Arnold just said uh, the French team were just too big, too fast. Um, and too strong, and it did appear that way. Um, He's copying a bit of flack, too, because if any major sporting uh, football nation loses, uh, the manager's expected to give reasons why, and and he just answered five questions and so sort of was out of there and just said that we weren't good enough.
0: Yeah, probably, I don't know what else you can say, though. I watched the game. It was like I we don't. weren't good enough. They they just were – look, um, sometimes we put ourselves on a, a higher pedestal than we should because they they were beaten by a better team, and I'm surprised that it was 4-1. I thought it looked like it could have been a lot more. Um, now, Australian footballer Josh Cavallo, now he showed an enormous amount of bravery by – announcing that he was gay and, um, you know, it, it, it was a big story some time back. But he's he's commented on what's going on at the World Cup. It's a, a real hotbed of politics, isn't it, no matter how you look at this World Cup?
1: Yeah, and look, firstly, congratulations to Josh for coming out um, you know, a little while ago and, and I commend him on that. Um, he wanted to wear the rainbow armbands and FIFA have banned those for obvious reasons in Qatar and, and what their beliefs are. But I am just sick and tired of people trying to use sport as a politi- to make political statements. I'm over it. Like, right? Sport should be there for people just to enjoy and there should not be political genders surrounding it. Like, we-, we-, we have political genders in every other medium of-, of our life. Can't we just have sport where people go along and watch a match between two people or, or two countries and just enjoy it? Get away from this stuff. I'm over it. The
0: hardest thing, though, the hardest thing, though, to be a contrarian on that one is that, you know, where can you do this? Like that. That's why people jump on sport, and they have done for years and years, particularly international sport, because they know they'll have the eyes of the world on them to be able to make their statement. So, look, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one. That one. Now, what about Justin Langer? Uh-huh. Um, Lightning, this is almost becoming a bit of a rolling comedy session, isn't it?
1: Well, Langer's come out again and um, and mentioned um, how disappointed he was, particularly with Pat Cummins and and Aaron Finch, and said they didn't give him direct feedback, and he was hearing stuff through the media. Well, I, I'm I'm over Justin Langer as well. Like, mate, get over it. You, you're gone. It's been a while now. Um, and Langer was saying that. Uh, they were using things, the media was saying, I have a source, and he wanted to change the word source to coward. So he's basically calling Pat Cummins and Aaron Fincher coward, which they are both not. Um, Justin allowing needs to move on. He lost control of that change room. His style was aggressive. Uh, it was based on fear. Um, he's an angry and, um, and and holds a grudge. All the things that made him a very good batsman made him a coach with, with limited time in the game it's just you, you can't you can't have a change room where all the players are scared of you and they treading on eggshells and like the way he looks at you he's just intimidating he needs to move on and just shut up and and get away from cricket right like, get over it mate and shift the focus yeah. away from himself, yeah.
0: don't you? You need to shift the f- look. Things happen to all yeah. of us at times yeah. where, you know, we're not happy with a decision that's made. And Mate, I, I can name, you know, it, I name
1: a number of times when Justin Langer spoke behind people's back. So he's got a short memory as well. Yeah, it. Uh,
0: I I think that it's time, isn't it? Just time to let it go, and and they probably made the right decision. If you look back at what's happened since, because all all this sort of, you know, outspoken nature from Justin Langer is almost proof that he probably shouldn't have had the job. Because yep. you, as a coach, you need to be that mentor, that moderator, that uncle, that supporter. You need to be all those things. Um, so that's uh, – hopefully Andrew McDonald will prove to be a great coach. Uh, now, England's women's cricket team now reportedly permitted to boycott the T20 World Cup award. Now, this is back yeah, to once uh, again. your little
1: pet subject before. Yeah, once again, using sport as a political um, platform to, to have a go. This comes down to the women's team – and the sponsor of the T Twenty tournament next year being a Saudi Arabian company, uh, Aramco, um, and it goes back to all the human rights issues within Saudi Arabia. I understand what the girls are saying here, but you know pe- these companies are still putting money into the sport. Um, I think they need to be above it, but you know that, that's their prerogative, I suppose. What about your mighty bluebaggers yesterday? Well New, New South yeah. Wales cricket team. Yeah, New South Wales played play WA at the SCG. WA scored 273 in the first innings. The interesting um, part of this match is that Chris Green, who's played, I think, in the Big Bash since it started, he's been playing 10 years. Mm. He only just made his first-class debut. Um, he was always considered as a, a really fast off-spinner that bowled well at the death in, in T20 cricket. Yeah. Well, he's made his debut. He took four for 71 first innings. Uh, New South Wales got rolled for 93 like that they're, they're getting rolled a lot New South Wales at the moment um, they then turned it around the second to bowled out West Australia for 127 but Chris Green's taken nine 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 wickets for the uh, on Dabu, um in first class cricket which is a huge effort yeah that's one positive yep. but uh, out for 90 that's yep.
0: under 12 stuff isn't it stay with us we've got all the tennis the golf the basketball and plenty more After
1: John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time, which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.
0: Australia's Davis Cup team um, through to the semifinals after beating the Netherlands. This is a good win, wasn't it? Particularly with no curios.
1: Yeah, our fearless leader, Alex Diminer, um, coming from a set behind. He was 5-7, lost the first set, then won 6-3, six, 6-4. Six, um, it was also a late call-up by Leighton Hewitt called up Jordan Thompson. And he did the same. He came from a set, um, set down. Um And, yeah, as Alex Deminar said, uh, he left nothing on the court and nor did any of the other Australian players. And uh, we now march into the semi-finals. a really good effort by the Aussies. Paul
0: Gallen finally hanging up the gloves. He's had a win over Justin Hodges last night. Um, we saw yesterday how much he's made the last couple of years, but... Uh um, when boxers retire, uh, you sort of question whether they'll come back because it happens a bit. But I'd say for his own good, you know, I wouldn't be coming back if I was him.
1: No, if he's smart, he won't now. Um, he's made a lot of money. But, you know, it's, it will be tempting if he gets another offer. Uh, look, mm. But he was just – he was a class above Hodges from a boxing sense. Um, Hodges was valent in his efforts. But, um, but going with a unanimous decision in the end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's got he's got the chocolates.
1: He's certainly proven himself. Jason
0: Day and Adam Scott speaking about getting the chocolates both earn huge year ending cash bonus, and neither have done all that well by their lofty standards in twenty
1: twenty two. No, on the golf course. No. So this is the PGA's marketing fund, and they give out peop, uh, funds directly relating to how much interest you create in the game. Well, Jason Day himself personally got a three million dollar check. Which is a nice little bonus at the end of the year, which is more than three times what he earned um, for uh, his playing <laughs> earnings this year. Uh, number one in the still in the PGA Marketing Fund is Tiger Woods. He played two matches, I think, this year, and he took home twenty-two million dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah, he just put it in his ashtray. Yeah. No, one, the, the amount of money he's got
0: um, now. Th- there's a new name on the uh, the world stage when it comes to Australian motorsport and I speak about the world stage being Formula One, Oscar
1: Piastri. Yeah, well there's two Aussies mate now, we've got uh, young Jack Doohan as well, he's very, very mm. famous father in the motorbike uh, uh, racing. Um, but Piastri in the end of uh, sort of year, uh, they do 100 laps testing and Piastri has done what Dan Ricardo couldn't do, he outperformed his teammate Lando Norris. Um, really upstaged him there. Jack Doohan's got even better than that. He's uh, the number three driver for McLaren. He beat both his both the one and two drivers there and was eleventh fastest overall at uh, qualifying. So really, really good um, things happening for for the young Aussies in Formula One for next year. Yeah,
0: good on him, yeah. Jack. Doing. I know Mick well. Good man, and um, what a, what an a legend. So he could live up to any of the expectations. I know they're doing something slightly different, obviously. But uh, yeah, wish him all the very best. He's only young. Um, it's good to talk about Ben Simmons in positive terms rather than all the drama and melodrama that happened at Philadelphia. He's
1: gone back there with his new team and he's playing well. Yeah, he is playing well. Uh, the Nets didn't win. The Nets still lost 115 to 106 versus uh, Ben Simmons' old team, the 76ers, and it started well. Mm. Uh, Simmons had, had a pretty good match personally um, and he got the free throw line early doors um, and sunk both of them, which he was struggled to do when he played yeah. the 76ers and did the old MJ, the Michael... Um, Jordan shrug, uh, and which ignited the crowd, um, and probably got them to the win in the end anyway.
0: Yeah, well, um, the big thing for him is that he's just. You know, starting to do yeah. the things that we saw him do when he was younger and everyone was saying he's going to be the next big thing in Australian basketball and that's why he was paid all that money to, to play in the NBA. I hope that he can just clean it up and get better and better as time goes on. Just on Michael Jordan, there's nothing like sport to, to see a grudge or someone that doesn't talk to someone and um, it's been revealed that he
1: hasn't spoken to Charles Barkley for over a decade. Yeah, you can see why uh, Michael Jordan was such a... Uh a genius sportsman, Um, he just follows through with everything. And this comes down to Charles Barkley said that they were probably best mates. And Barkley said at the time, 10 years ago to Jordan, that he was surrounding himself with not good people. Um, He said, often when you're the superstar, you're paying for everything. People are getting on your private jet. You're paying for the dinners. And he felt that the people around Michael Jordan weren't there for, in his best interest. Well, Michael then Jordan just said, hasn't spoken to him for the last 10 years based on those comments. Yeah, sport, uh, sport can yep. do that. Yep. <laughs> can absolutely mm. do that. Now
0: uh, let's finish with a uh, a story, and it involves Justin Langer <laughs> and it involves the late great Shane Warne.
1: Yeah, this was uh, this was would happen often in, in the nets where Warney mm. was that good, and he would often he, Warney could find faults in in any batsman. And at that time, Langer was really struggling to play a cover drive, and Warney would say to him, "As soon as he came into the nets to bat, mate, I'm going to bowl every ball. I'm going to spin it back into you." and you can hit a cover drive if you're good enough, but I know you're not good enough. <laughs> Warnie could land the ball exactly in the right spot to Langer, and Langer would try to hit this cover drive. He would inside edge it. It would go through, through the gate and bowl him. He kept doing it, and Warnie was just laughing at him. The more that Warnie laughed, the more <laughs> infuriated Justin Langer got. It was one of the great battles. In the end, Langer did turn around. He, he had a, an okay cover drive in the end, but uh, yeah, some of those memories for Warnie teasing him, and Langer almost with steam coming out of his ears was... Uh, was very, very good to watch. And they retired on the same day from Test
0: Cricket. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Big thank you to our sponsors.
1: Fantastic sponsors, Barclay, Pierce Capital. They're only a
0: phone call away. And our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Thank you. We are back on board tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts like Strive Stronger with Andrew May. Listen in as Andrew May explores the latest in human performance with an all-star cast of subject matter experts. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com.